0: NASA
1: 557, contact tower, 128.15. Caution.
0: Caution. Manual. Fuel. Manual. Fuel. I'm John Golia. I'm Greg Fife. And I'm Todd Cruz. And we are the Flight Safety Detectives. Between us, we have over a century of aviation accident investigation and safety experience to draw on as we discuss issues that affect all of us. So we are qualified to share our perspectives on accidents and incidents and what can be learned from them for the future. We're proud to say that we have two sponsors that really relate to the topic of aviation safety. The Professional Aviation Maintenance Association, or PAMA, and Avemco Insurance later on in the show we'll tell you how you can get a five percent discount on your returns just for listening to the show
1: we don't just dissect the official reports in every episode we identify safety issues and take the mystery out of accident investigations
2: so maybe pilots
0: in their planes can have safer flights ahead
1: Welcome to the special episode of the Flight Safety Detectives, which features a January 24, 2024 interview that Todd Curtis, that's me, gave on the Echo in California show on KIQI Radio in San Francisco about the 2012 crash that killed Jenny Rivera. Host Isabel and Marcos Gutierrez also translated the discussion into Spanish. The interview features the conclusions reached by Todd and the other members of the Flight Safety Detectives, Greg Fife and John Golia after we analyzed the formal accident report that was released by the Mexican government. Isabel Marcos and I also discussed some of the more popular conspiracy theories around the death of Jenny Rivera, and how the accident report information probably made those conspiracy theories very unlikely. We also discussed the recent Alaska Airlines event where one of the doors fell off in flight.
3: Vamos a hablar ahora acerca de ese accidente aparatoso de aviación que tomó la vida de Jenny Rivera. Uh, esto ya pasó eh, en el 2012. Tenemos con nosotros a nuestro experto en aviación, el señor Todd Curtis, porque él nos quiere hablar precisamente acerca de este incidente. Mr. Todd Curtis, how are you? Good morning. Welcome.
1: Welcome and thank you uh, for having me today.
3: Thank you so much. for. We love having you on. We really, really do. And today we're going to talk uh, about a couple of things. But first, we want to start with Jenny Rivera. Jenny Rivera was a much-beloved singer. Uh, she passed away. She died in 2012, December the 9th, in this plane accident accident. And there is an official report by the Mexican government that talks about uh, some of the uh, points regarding this accident, which not only killed Jenny, but also killed six other passengers. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the report. What can you tell us about what it says and tell us what else we have learned about this accident? It's been a long time, but people still obviously remember her very much.
1: Well, the report, which was done by the Mexican government, actually followed the same kind of format that you would see done in reports around the world, including the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, all countries with aviation organizations like Mexico and Canada and the U.S., they follow the same basic uh, plan, which is a factual report that tells you what happened. It doesn't assign blame. It just says, here are the facts, and here's the data we have to back up those facts.
3: Mm-hmm. So, el reporte del gobierno mexicano obviamente está sí, siguió el mismo formato que se sigue en todo el mundo, los Estados Unidos, eh, Canadá etcétera es el mismo plan es un reporte que dice esto fue lo que pasó y nada más punto y aparte. So, what does it say
1: It says that the airplane was flying normally for about 18 minutes y then por reasons that they still can't figure out it went from flying normally to going almost straight down into the ground at a very high rate of speed. And while there was, lo- there was a lot of evidence as to what might have happened, they didn't have information from a black box, from a flight data recorder or a cockpit voice recorder, to confirm what they thought might had been happening.
3: Uh, it was never found?
1: The flight data recorder was found. Uh, rather, the box that it came in was found, but the actual data was not found. Oh. Uh, keep in mind that this airplane crashed at a very high rate of speed and caught fire, and a lot of components were destroyed, including the data from the flight data recorder.
3: Ok, so, um el avión eh, había estado volando por 18 minutos, había estado bol- volando normalmente, pero de repente no se sabe por qué. Se fue de pico a una velocidad muy, pero muy alta. Y la evidencia de la caja negra eh, no se encontró para poder confirmar lo que ellos pensaron que quizás hubiese pasado. Hay que recordar que chocó a una velocidad sumamente alta, hubo una explosión, hubo fuego y mucha de esa evidencia eh, 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 se se fue. Básicamente, there also have been still ongoing rumors that this was not an accident. Um, Is there any evidence to support this? Y también han habido muchos rumores de que esto quizás no fue un accidente, que esto fue intencional. Eh, Son rumores que todavía persisten hasta el día de hoy y le pregunto qué cree él. So what do you think about those rumors? Are there anything to back that up?
1: Looking at the report, there was no evidence to directly point to a conspiracy such as a bomb or missile. But there's a lot of information that was missing that... Let's just say that many people in the public filled in the gaps of missing information saying, well, if there's no information here, here's what I thought might have happened. For example, the organization that did the investigation could not determine a specific cause because they lacked information. But they did say there was no evidence of an explosion. There was no evidence of a rapid decompression, sort of like what happened with the Alaska Airlines aircraft. There was no indication of an in-flight fire before crashing. Mm-hmm. So, there are conspiracy theories, but in my opinion, there is no information to back any of them up.
3: Okay, eh, viendo el reporte no ve ninguna evidencia de que haya, alguien haya hecho esto intencionalmente, eh, pero como falta mucha de esta información y mucha evidencia, Esto es lo que trae a muchas personas a, a, a decir no, diferentes cosas o a presumir diferentes cosas pudo haber en pasado. Eh, la causa eh, todavía no se sabe exactamente qué fue lo que pasó, pero no hay evidencia de descompensación, de que hubo una bomba o de que hubo un incendio a bordo, y eso es lo que a él le hace deducir Que no fue intencional. Now, what about um, the plane's maintenance? Was that plane maintained properly? Uh, was, in, was it in, in compliance of what a plane like that should have been under?
1: It was in compliance with maintenance uh, requirements, but the compliance was not the same thing as being at a very high level of maintenance. For example, there was actually a problem with the flight control system That was mentioned by previous pilots who flew the aircraft, and it behaved in a particular way during these previous events. And right before the crash, the aircraft started to act as though its flight control system was not working properly. So on on that note, although the maintenance issue was noticed, it was not looked at before this crash.
3: Ah, okay, so le pregunto sobre el cumplimiento de requerimientos, ¿no? De mantenimiento, etcétera. Dice que los eh, requerimientos fueron cumplidos, pero el nivel no es alto, o sea, que fueron cumplidos eh, el, lo que es el mantenimiento, pero el estándar no era muy alto, por ejemplo, ya se había ya se había reportado problemas Con el sistema de control de vuelo ya había sido reportado en ese mismo avión, pero sin embargo nada se hizo a, a, a respecto. Entonces, obviamente, eh, quizás el avión no había estado en en ma- buenas condiciones antes de que saliera eh, volando. So, you're telling me that the the plane took off, it was in the air for 18 minutes before it crashed, and it was just all of a sudden, suddenly.
1: It was the last two minutes or so of its of its normal flight, that the radar on the ground picked up behavior of the airplane that seemed to indicate there was a problem controlling the airplane. Mm -hmm. This was caught on radars on the ground, and it was included in the official accident report.
3: Ok, ok, So era un viaje normal, pero de repente se dieron cuentas los de la torre de control de que eh, tenían indicios de que el avión estaba teniendo muchos problemas al ser controlado, no se pudo controlar el avión y eso fue lo que ellos deducieron, ¿no? Desde la torre de control. No sé, Marcos, si tú tienes alguna pregunta acerca de este claro, accidente.
2: Claro, claro. Uh, the Learjet 25 es a 10-seater, they're all 10-seaters, twin engines,
1: is that right? Well, this particular model had, uh, I believe, six passenger seats and two seats for the crew, so it could hold up to eight people in this c- particular
2: configuration. Okay, and um, and and how do you determine how old they are? How old was this one? This aircraft was
1: uh, 43 years old at the time of the crash, which sounds old for an airplane, but in the aviation industry, if an aircraft is properly maintained, it could fly for 50, 60, 70 years. It just gets more expensive to to maintain
2: them as they get older, just like a car. O sea que le pregunto sobre si todos los Learjets uh, 25 tienen 10 uh, asientos, pero él me dice que este en particular tenía ocho, o sea que acomodaba a ocho personas, seis personas sentadas y dos al frente, o sea los pilotos. También eh, Fue construido, bueno, tenía ya 43 años de edad, el avión en sí. Y dice, bueno, eso se lo figura uno que es mucho muy viejo, pero un buen avión de esta calidad, si lo mantienes bien, puede durar de 50 hasta 70 años. Did you say that the box was found, but not the data? What does that mean and what do you make of it?
1: Well, one of two things happened. Uh, Either the force of the impact was so powerful that it broke the box apart and the piece that had the recording was either completely destroyed in the fire or simply lost in the area of the crash. According to the crash report, 80% of the weight of the aircraft was recovered and taken back for analysis. The other 20% could include that data. Now, there's another thing. There's something called a cockpit voice recorder recording the voices in the cockpit. The report said there was no indication that one was ever installed in the aircraft. They also said they found no cockpit voice recorder at the crash site. So I'm not even sure if there was a cockpit voice recorder on board, but I am certain they didn't find any.
2: Pues muy interesante, ¿no? Porque le pregunto yo que si había dicho él que la caja había sido encontrada, pero no la información en la caja. Y él dice que a veces el impacto puede ser tan fuerte que se destruye la caja, pero no, no encontraron el deira, no encontraron la información. del avión se pudo reconstruir Pero el resto, 20% no se encontró Y entre ellos la caja Entonces también dice algo también muy interesante Es de que no había una grabadora de voces Ustedes van a saber que se graba todo lo que se dice, ¿verdad? Precisamente en el avión O me imagino que es el intercambio entre los pilotos Pero tampoco eso se encontró Y aparentemente nunca había sido instalado en este avión en particular now, do we understand that the lady, when she bought it, she had been uh, told that um, that that it needed certain type of maintenance? You said that it was that it was uh, flagged before, or no? Well, the maintenance issues
1: were uh, flagged before, and in fact, the company that managed this aircraft, the company that managed the aircraft, was in the United States. They actually had a policy where they discouraged pilots from formally writing this up in the maintenance logbook. So this is not something that is automatically a bad thing because that's actually, unfortunately, a common practice that you don't want to have things documented because then an organization like the FAA will be able to find it easily. But putting that aside, uh, the organization also did other things that were questionable. For example, the two pilots. One pilot was legally too old to be flying that aircraft. He was 78 years old and under the rules at that time he was not allowed to be a pilot of a commercial flight like this the other pilot did not have an official certification saying he was qualified to fly that particular aircraft model he was a qualified pilot but not officially
2: designated as some who could someone who could operate that aircraft wow pues qué interesante cuando uno entre más eh, verdad eh, entre más eh, uno más información sale Ahora nos está platicando, ¿verdad?, de que le, le pregunto yo que si ya le habían dicho a la dueña del, del, del avión Learjet 25 que debería de mantenerlo de cierta manera, que tenía algunos problemitas. Dijo, Dice él que sí, efectivamente los problemas que tenía ya habían sido flagged, o sea, abanderados, por decirlo de una manera, pero que eso usualmente no se escribe en el récord de mantenimiento, porque después el FAA, si es que hay un accidente, que es el Federal Aviation Agency, me imagino yo, de verdad lo encontraría rápidamente, eso es un comentario medio interesante que nos dice este caballero, pero agrega él que había una situación con los, eh, con los pilotos, Dice que uno de los pilotos ya estaba muy viejito para andar volando de esa manera, 78. Era un anciano esa vida. <risa> no,
3: pero un anciano, A esa edad no se puede. Es, es
2: 78 ¿Y años. Ya no, y, y, uh, y, el, ¿Y el otro el piloto qué? Ajá, y el otro piloto que y el certificación de piloto, pero, pero no, no, necesariamente, no necesariamente para andar viajando en Learjet 25. Mm-hmm. Wow. So
3: Jenny Rivera was the owner, correct, of this plane?
1: Well, according to not the official report, but some um, data in the back of the report, basically uh, witness letters from people who knew the situation. Apparently, according to the report, Jenny Rivera was considering buying this aircraft, and this flight was one of the last flights before she would officially buy it the next week. So she was considering to become an owner. Wow. But she did not yet own this aircraft. So
3: le pregunto si Jenny Rivera era la dueña del avión porque hubo reportes de que era era el avión. No, ella estaba considerando comprar ese avión en particular y que este iba a ser la, el último vuelo antes de que ella oficialmente comprase el avión. It's been 12 years and we're still talking about this. How 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 interesting, Mr. Todd Curtis.
1: It's interesting and this is uh, something that happens quite a bit because when it comes to a very terrible accident Something that kills a celebrity like Jenny Rivera, or something like MH three seventy, which is almost ten years old this year, where it disappeared over the Indian Ocean, there's a certain fascination, and fear that, what if this could happen to me, or why did this happen to someone like Jenny? Was this an accident, or was it not an accident? Right. This is still a mystery for some. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and uh, actually, a lot of like uh, singers and have died in these in private. Jet accidents. I mean, like, who, who can you think of? I can think of a lot, but now I can't think of any. Diamond? Uh, yeah, a lot of
1: them, right? Uh, Aaliyah was, was one. Um, uh, of course, uh, back in the 1950s or some famous ones like uh, Richie Valens, and uh, going coming to the 60s and 70s or others. And it happens on occasion, mostly because, in my opinion, there are a lot of operators of private charter flights. Where the operators, let's just say they don't have the same responsibility for their aircraft that a major airline would. And also, these are people who are flying often unscheduled, often in places where a normal commercial flight might cancel the flight rather than fly it. Sure.
3: Right, because reminds of the weather me, and and so, right? Reminds uh, me
2: of Bill Graham, he died in a helicopter in Alaska. awful so storm.
3: Ya pasó 12 años, pero seguimos hablando de Jenny Rivera, del accidente dice de que sí, por cuando algo le pasa así a alguien conocido como Jenny Rivera, hay mucha fascinación alrededor de lo que pasó y uno dice, bueno, esto me puede pasar a mí, eh, le puede pasar a alguien que yo quiero, si le pasó a Jenny. Eh, obviamente, muchos artistas han muerto en este tipo de vuelos así privados, como por ejemplo a Lía, en el 1950 Richie Valence, etcétera, etcétera. Y esto pasa de vez en cuando, ¿no? Cuando estos vuelos privados son operados por personas en particular y no toman la misma responsabilidad de un vuelo comercial, como un Boeing, y ahora vamos a hablar precisamente Boeing, so now we're gonna we're gonna switch really quick over, and because of time constraints, we're gonna switch over to what you just said. You know, and and we're talking about little private planes compared to Boeing's. Um, talk to us about the Max again. It happened again, an incident with the Max with Alaska Airlines. Those planes are still grounded, as far as I understand. Correct?
1: That's correct. This was something that was unusual for a seven three seven in that that particular door configuration that failed. Earlier versions of the 737 didn't have it because of the size of the earlier versions. And when I heard about this, I was surprised. I've looked at thousands of incidents and accidents over the years, and I can't recall that kind of door falling off of a commercial passenger plane before. Wow.
3: I know, dice que es algo que dice él esa configuración que falló, algo que lo sorprendió, sorprendió, él ha visto, estamos hablando ahora obviamente de la Alaska Airlines donde esa puerta, esa ventana falló, se desprendió en vuelo eh, 737 Max que ahora están sin volar, dice que nunca ha visto nada similar. Que ha visto cientos y cientos de vuelos, pero nunca en su vida había visto que algo así ocurriese, que se desprendiera uno de estos tipos de ventanas. So
2: it seems like it's a nuts and bolts situation. I mean, would they, all they have to do is, is do one of those uh, lock-on uh, washers, or wh- what's it, what's, or, or, or is it that they're loose when they don't? I mean, I don't, I don't get how uh, more training can can fix that. I mean, can you, can you throw some light into that?
1: Well, what you said is correct. It's as simple as a nuts and bolts issue. This was simple, basic hardware, which is high-quality hardware because it's on an airplane. But it's a basic hardware. This is not a high-technology installation. It should have been something that should have been installed properly the first time, and apparently it wasn't. Why that was, uh, we don't know. This airplane was new. It was only delivered last Halloween, and less than three months later, four months later, the door falls off. So it may be months before there is a better answer as to why this happened.
2: Wow! Y entonces eh, le, le pregunto yo, verdad, que esto tiene que ver con las guachas, las guachas que que utilizan y, y obviamente los tornillos que se utilizan. Dice sí, tienes razón. Esto no es nada tecnológico. Esto se trata de la calidad de, de equipo, de piezas que utilizas, los tornillos, las guachas o como se llamen, verdad? Eh, y, y y y nomás es cuestión de ello. Y dice que Este avión apenas se avienta, estos aviones se habían entregado apenas en Halloween del año pasado, o sea que más o menos unos tres meses y luego a los tres meses ya se comienza a caer la la, la puerta, pues uno se pone a reír para no llorar, pero dice, obviamente esto se tiene que investigar con muchísimo detalle por qué es que ocurrió, nadie sabe y eso es lo de la investigación. you
3: know what worries me is that I often think of maintenance crews and how well they are vetted, how how Uh, How much experience do they have? I mean, does this have anything to do with maintenance crews at all?
1: This is one of the things that will have to be looked at because it was a very new airplane. So the people who put the the airplane together who are not trained as a maintenance mechanic by the FAA, but they are highly qualified. There could be an issue there. Mm -hmm. There could be an issue once it was in service with Alaska Airlines. And it's a question of wasn't an Alaska set of mechanics who last looked at that door? Or is it another set of mechanics who last looked at that door? And if they looked at that door, did they properly document what they did? so we can go back later and find out why that door fell off.
3: Right, so le digo que a mí me preocupa a veces el equipo de mantenimiento de los aviones, ¿verdad? ¿Qué tan eh, experimentados son? qué ¿Cuánto cuánto conocimiento tienen? Y, y él dice que sí, que eso es otra cosa que van a estar ellos investigando, ¿verdad? Estos fueron mecánicos de Alaska, fueron otros, documentaron bien una vez de que le hicieron el mantenimiento de rutina, algo más que se tiene que investigar. I also heard that there are other 737s that are now being looked at, besides the MAX? Is that correct?
1: Uh, I'm not aware of anything beyond the MAX, but I am aware that two airlines, United and Alaska, have most of the 737 MAX models that have this door, and they are both looking at their aircraft. Most, if not all of them, are still grounded. And United Airlines, their CEO, actually said a few days ago, they're considering not buying any more Maxes. Until this problem is resolved.
3: Wow. Eh, dice que hay dos aerolíneas, una es United, la otra es Alaska, que tienen eh, modelos similares de estos MAX y que en este momento están varados. La mayoría de estos aviones no están volando. El CEO eh, de esta, una de estas aerolíneas dijo de que está considerando no comprar más este tipo de avión hasta que esto realmente esté solucionado. Okay, so we've run out of time. Thank you so much for being with us today, Todd Curtis. Where can we find your articles? And I understand you now do a podcast.
1: That's correct. With two of my colleagues who are formerly in the NTSB, it's called Flight Safety Detectives. You can find the latest podcast, including one we launched today about the conspiracy theories of Jenny Rivera. Mm. At YouTube, search for Flight Safety Detectives.
3: En YouTube, So dice que él tiene ahora un podcast. Usted puede verlo en YouTube con dos de sus colegas eh, y dicen de que hoy tienen otro capítulo acerca de teorías de conspiración acerca de lo que pudo haber pasado con Jenny Rivera. Se llama YouTube Flight Safety Detectives. Es él y dos colegas más. Always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being with us talking about Jenny Rivera. That's wonderful. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.
1: You too, Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for checking out our show. We really value our listeners and subscribers. Our podcast gets ranked by you and how much you like it. So please give us five stars in your podcast platform. We wanna keep in contact with you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube.
1: You can email the show at flight at gmail.com. By the way, if you're on YouTube, We're really working on growing the channel, and it helps if you all send in comments. Please do that, and we read all the
0: comments. And be sure to subscribe. Remember, if you're in the market for aviation insurance, you can save 5% with Avemco just by mentioning our show. Visit them at www.avemco.com. That's it for this episode of the Flight Safety Detective. Until the next episode, fly safe.